The following podcast contains spoilers for Overboard and for the 200th time. You have been warned! What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the 200th episode. That's right, you've heard it here first. Yeah. And maybe for the 200th time, or maybe for the second time. We don't know how long you've been I'll, I'll, here. I'll tell you this much. It's the 200th time for the last time. Exactly. Until the second 200th time. The which reboot. Is 400. <laughs> <laughs> or 400, yeah. It feels good. It feels amazing. We're getting old. We That's are getting scary. old. We are. It's a scary and thought. Not only is it a scary thought, but it's a terrifying thought. Mm hmm. I had a slight, like, pain in my arm, and I was like, oh, no, this is it. I remember uh, Thursday when you blew out your back, or Will. Oh, but you got getting my wallet out? Yeah, and Kids, I almost your blew out your back. Out. Yeah, you did. <laughs> We're not going to clarify what you mean by that at all. Glenn, That's all you need to say. Oh, what movies oh. did you watch this week? I know you've been a busy boy, so. Oh, it's so hard only watching two movies all the time. Yes. So I decided to step it up. Oh. Again. Two weeks <gasps> in a row. My boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had watched on Thursday. Uh, I got done work. Let me paint the scene for you. Let me put some grass in your mind, and we'll walk through that journey with each other. Uh, on Thursday, I got done around 4. And I had already left work to go somewhere else, and I didn't want to waste the gas when I got off at 4 o'clock. So I was like, damn. Do I go home and just chill for an hour and then go see a movie with Mike? Or do I watch a movie and then watch a movie with Mike? Hmm. I'm going to watch a movie and then watch a movie, which was super rare because I almost never watch a movie at the movies without my boy Miguel Magusto. So It's a sad life you live. <laughs> it is true, but I am what this cup says. I'll let Mike find out one day. Um... <laughs> I had seen No Hard Feelings, which is a movie I had uh, no expectations for, or should I say low, because the movie could have went any way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was better than I expected, uh, which is the best way it could have went. <laughs> yeah. For me, from, from the start, if you flip the roles for that movie, it's a super creepy movie. But it's Jennifer Lawrence, and she's amazing. And luckily, it worked out that way, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, After that, we had seen Asteroid City, uh, which there is a review up for that on the uh, the smorgasbord that is YouTube. Yep. Um, So go watch that if you you dare. I was an absolute uh, narcissist doing a bit for way too long. Um, Freaked me out. (laughs) It did freak him out just a little bit. And then on uh, Saturday, I decided I'm going to... Just click on a movie because I was absolutely bored out of my mind. My second monitor needed some love and some action. So I decided to watch A League of Their Own, which I had seen before, but I wanted to see if I remember anything about it, which I barely did, except for, there's no crying in baseball, which is the best Tom Hanks impression I can do. Uh, He was not nearly in the movie as much as I thought he remembered that he was. Yeah. Um, and he also, steals the show, in my opinion. But oh yeah, and I was trying to remember where 
I remember Gina Davis from for the longest time. I'm sitting there like, where the fuck is she from? Beetlejuice. I'm scrolling through all these movies. Beetlejuice comes up, and I'm like, Selman Louise pops up. All these Selma. movies pop up. Uh, and the one that pops up the most was like, she's the mom in Stuart Little. <laughs> I was That's like, true. holy shit. Written by We've, M. Night Shyamalan. We found it. Uh, so that was that was interesting. Uh, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. It holds up still. It yeah. is it is the movie. And I completely forgot that Madonna was in this. Yeah. Because... It didn't feel like Madonna, although at the same time, the role's kind of Madonna. Yeah. And then I had briefly watched the Speed because it kind of just popped up on my screen, and I was like, "Yeah, when the fuck was the last time I fully watched Screen? Oh, that's right, almost never." Because I had only Speed or a... Scream. What did I say? The first time you said Speed, then you said Scream. I'm or screaming scream. myself on the inside. There's two men trying to get out. They're trying to watch two different movies. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck's happening. But I did watch Speed, ah. <laughs> partially. And I had never fully watched it, like most movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got about halfway through before I was like, I gotta, I gotta go to bed. It's one o'clock in the morning, dude. Get the fuck to bed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I'll tune back with you guys next week to figure out how the fuck that one went. And then after that, I watched Overboard, which we shall get into after Mike tells me about his little soliloquy of things yes. called movies. Yes. Uh, I watched eight movies and an entire series. Damn. Uh, I, I watched the series first, binged it all in one night. It's a pretty pretty easy series. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the after our last recording session, I didn't feel like uh, watching a movie, so I watched this something that I, I was like, I'll check out an episode of Jury Duty, uh, that show that's on Amazon. Uh, for Is those of you who don't know. Uh, with fuck, his name is slipping my mind. James Marston. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so for the few people who don't know that show already, uh, that it's a it's essentially they are doing a documentary about what it's like to serve jury duty uh and it follows this one guy and he's the only non-actor like everyone else is an actor they have like a story plotted out and everything uh Mm -hmm. and just kind of getting his reaction out of it and (laughs) it's really really funny uh and and oddly touching too you know just because the guy's uh not in on the joke he's not like making jokes the whole time like everyone else is yeah uh and he's just like this really nice guy like there's this one his his uh they get um sequestered which if you're in jury duty and you get sequestered it means you're locked away in a hotel without your phone or anything so you like the media doesn't affect your uh your participation yeah and influence uh, you in any way Yes, yes, and uh, his next door roommate neighbor that shares like a door in the in the wall. He's really weird, but the guy never like gets mad at him or anything. He actually is really encouraging to his weirdness and like essentially he doesn't use this verbiage, but he's essentially saying like let your freak flag fly. Like he's he's <laughs> he's building. He's it's just a really really sweet uh, moments between them and and pretty much everyone else. But it's a hilarious show. Highly mm-hmm. suggest people check it out. Um, that's on uh, Amazon, I believe. Uh, and, and, you know, James Marsden's just playing an asshole. Like, he's the the Hollywood actor stereotype, which yeah. if you're an actor who is portraying yourself as that, I'm assuming you're not really like that or else you wouldn't get the joke. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just loved seeing him <laughs> be a diva. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, but then I watched uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. 
because mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it in a while, hadn't seen it in a while, mm-hmm. uh, and wanted to rewatch it. Best, best example of why uh, surround sound matters. It's got the greatest sound design out of many movies. Uh, you know, it's. I, I even thought that the first time I watched it in theaters, just like the way they use utilize surround sounds, fantastic. Jeff Bridges is fantastic as usual. Uh, but in that, he's, like, heartbreakingly fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so that's Bad Times at the El Royale. Then the next day, me and my boy, Ugh. my baby child, we Ugh. went to Glenn's Theater, but he wasn't there, uh, mm. and saw the Summer Movie Express Minions, The Rise of Gru. <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, obviously I only went for my, my baby child yeah. uh, to get him out in the world and seeing movies. and Keep blaming the kid. I mean... I don't hate the minions. I'm not like everyone else. It's just like minions suck. They're 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 essentially the three stooges, but in yellow form. Like, actually, how, yeah. How do you not like that? That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, their the language they speak is like a mixture of French, German, and a couple other languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, anytime they spoke German, I was like, I know exactly what you're saying. Because and then you just know, banana, banana. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was fun. It was a fun movie. Uh, my baby child had a blast. Yep. Uh, <laughs> name redacted. Uh, he had he had a blast. He was laughing the whole time. He's definitely like me, where he laughs louder than everyone else in the theater, because uh, it was it was really I, funny. I do love it. Yeah, because he would laugh, and then I would laugh, and then everyone else was just like, "What the fuck is going what on? What the hell's going on?" Here? The three year old asked me that. I was like, "These random fuck's giant wrong babies." <laughs> uh, so yeah, Minions Rise of Grooves. Then we watched Asteroid City. Uh, mm-hmm. Wes Anderson, of course. You can check out our review for that on the YouTube. Then, uh, so Caitlin has been extremely generous in letting me go to the movies lately, and I love it. Uh, our baby child has been sleeping, which was the main reason I didn't go see that many movies in theaters yeah. uh, before. But now he's been sleeping like pretty regularly. Um, so that's my boy. That's my boy. My, my boy. So we, I, I went to the theaters and watched a twenty four movie called Past Lives. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, are you all right? <coughs> oh, he's wheezing. He's coughing. Uh, for those who don't know, Past Lives is about this uh, woman who uh, immigrates from Korea to Canada and then New York. Uh, um, so she's a child when she immigrates from Korea to uh, Canada, and then she's an adult when she immigrates to New York. But when she was in Korea hmm. as a child, she had like this this boy... <coughs> This, this young love crush on this boy uh, and it's essentially like them 20 years later meeting up again uh, and oh, then I remember this yeah trailer. and then uh, you know it gets like she realizes that she's tr- like it's distracting her from actually like living in New York and, and making a life for herself in New York so she cuts it off which is understandable mm-hmm. you know when, when you want to live when you don't want to go back to Korea you kind of just want to yeah it, it's it makes sense in the film uh and then so they don't talk to each other for another 12 years and within that 12 years she gets married uh and then he comes to visit her and uh it's a really interesting you know take on like you know the whole what if story i i am not as crazy about it as a lot of people are because you know if you watch this channel or listen to this podcast i'm not big into romance stories just mm-hmm. not really my thing, but this is really well done. Uh, I think a lot of people who don't have that problem with romantic stories are going to love it. Uh, I really liked it, and that's saying a lot for something like this. That uh, is. It's got great performances, beautiful cinematography, great music all around. 
highly suggest people check out past lives. Then I saw another movie in theaters. I saw four movies in theaters this week. That and is you're the a most goddamn maniac. That is the most I've seen since my baby boy was was born. Mm-hmm. And goddamn, I missed it. Uh, so I watched No Hard Feelings. Uh, uh, for the first 15, 20 minutes, I was like. Jesus Christ, what did I get myself into? Because yeah, the a, first 15, 20 minutes are rough. Yep. Uh, but then the second that Percy, the kid that she's hired to have sex with, comes into play. Oh, yeah. It, he's hilarious. He, like, you know exactly what this movie's trying to be the second he's on screen. And it's it starts working from there. But when it's just Jennifer Lawrence, mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't really work, in my opinion. But it was also needed to set up the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's it set up her whole character. And what but she's it's not like. it's not funny for for a comedy with the first yeah. 15, 20 minutes not being funny. That's bad. Uh, yeah. But it also needed that. So it, I, I don't know what they could have done better. But that's just how I felt watching it. Yeah. Uh, like you said, better than I thought it was going to be. Um, so, yeah, no hard feelings. I think a lot of people you know mainstream moviegoers are going to like that a lot more than both me and you do mm-hmm. uh so there's that then i watched overboard we're going to get into that in just a minute and then i watched uh picnic at hanging rock uh which is part of the 1001 movies you must see before you die which i'm still doing regardless of the series being on indefinite hiatus because it was a lot of work that i put myself through yeah. <laughs> just to do those 10 episodes uh so i'm still going through it slowly but surely i knew uh, you were a madman but you were going crazy Yes, and I, I realized I couldn't keep that up, and I was going to burn myself out if I did. So maybe mm-hmm. it'll come back, maybe it won't, but I'm still you know, trucking through those movies. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie is about uh, this all-girls school, like private school, uh, boarding school in uh, Australia in the early 1900s, I want to say. There's no cars, so I'm, assur- I'm assuming it's early 1900s early eight, or late eight, 1800s. Yeah. Uh, three girls and a teacher go missing at, at, when they're having a picnic at Hanging Rock, hence the name. Uh, and the whole movie is just like the mystery of what happened to them and how it's affecting the school and the town and everything. Really interesting. Directed by Peter Weir, who I believe went on to do The Truman Show. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, one of his earlier films really liked it. And then tonight I saw the mystery movie at Regal Cinemas. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, <laughs> I told myself, I was like, if this isn't insidious... Uh, theater camp or one of the popular movies, which it never is because popular movies don't need the mystery movie to build up steam. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving and going to rewatch Asteroid City, but it ended up being theater camp, which I, I did have interest in seeing, but I'll tell you, regardless of that, uh-huh. I did, this movie has no fucking business being as good as it was. I've never, I've never heard of it before today. Well, we watched the trailer. It was before Asteroid City. Nope, never, never heard of it. <laughs> uh, well, if, if it's the only movie that comes out when it comes out, Glenn, we're watching it. I'm, I'm watching it again, and we're going to do a review for it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no business being as fucking good as it is. It is it is hilarious. It is touching. It is well made. It's got If you're a fan of musicals, you're going to love it. If, you've, if you even talked to a theater kid once, you're going to think it's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, really enjoyed that. But that's all I watch. I know. So I'm I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things, which is not very good for the intros of these podcasts. But I like talking about movies. But without any further ado, let's get into Overboard. Somebody call for a carpenter. That's my wife's department. Mrs. Grant Staten the third. Grant, I'm on the phone. Always knew what she wanted. I'm not paying for your mistakes. And she always got it. You haven't got a single thing on this earth to do except for your hair. She had power. 
Bite. Taste. Oh, what is this gelatinous muck? Style. Are you going to bring me my lemon or do I have to squeeze it from my hat? And amnesia. Seems a mystery woman was picked up by the Elk Cove garbage cow shortly after midnight. Excuse me, miss. Can you tell me your name? Of course I know my name. It's... Overboard! A cruel but beautiful heiress mocks and cheats a hired carpenter. When she gets amnesia after an accident, he decides to introduce her to regular life by convincing her that they're husband and wife. Yes! Directed yes. by Gary Marshall, written by Leslie Dixon, starring Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell, Edward Herman, Catherine Helmond, uh, and others. Jared Rushton's in there, who uh, many people would know from... Uh, both Big and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, he plays one of the Kurt Russell's kids in this. Um, mm. But yes, this came on, on up on Streaming Roulette. It's the one we picked. Uh, I had heard of it before, mainly because I knew it was the original of a remake that Anna Ferris is in, which I also haven't seen, but I knew about it uh, mm. because of that. So yeah, it's the one we picked. Glenn! Yes, you're you're the resident Kurt Russell fan. Uh, what I, did you think? I'm going to make you go first. He's he's uh, J what what John Wayne is to fucking boomers. He's he's my John Wayne. I love that guy so damn much. <laughs> um, so like I said last week, I've seen bits and pieces of this. Mainly this most specific scene that oh, oh I forgot. I wrote down notes for this one. Ooh. I never write down notes anymore. But uh, one of the most specific scenes that I've, I remember about this is when she's just sleeping on the fucking couch and then she gets dogpiled by, oh, man, what's the word? Dogs? That's right. <laughs> Shit. Uh, that's, like, one of the only, like, scenes that I really remember from this movie. Yeah. Um, but I remember my mom watching it a couple times throughout. Uh, how old am I? My 30 years of life. So that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also, I fucking love Kurt Russell. He's my Jimmy Jam, as they say. Uh, and Goldie Hawn is, is cool. just as amazing. Yes. Um, so I couldn't help but just want to pick this, just like you, I think. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, I was honestly really worried about this movie going into it. Uh, obviously, yeah. the, the concept is problematic at best uh, and, yep. and, and horrible at worst. Um, you know, the whole idea of tricking this woman that she's your wife uh has implications and i mean dennis reynolds implications uh, uh yeah. <laughs> and there's a boat <laughs> and there's a, and there's a boat which has more implications yeah um so i i was wary of it and then goldie hahn to her credit this is how her character is supposed to be mm -hmm. is such a horrible person. You you and fucking despise her. I despised her. I was like, I don't know how they're gonna win me back to be yeah. on her side at all. Like I look, I don't care what she does. She could save puppies from a fire. Yeah, and I'm gonna still hate her. Both things were in her the movie, but not I mean, at the same time. Yeah, her character. Uh, <laughs> and somehow. They won me back over. She did not say puppies from a fire. Yeah, but there were puppies and there was a fire at a certain yes. point, but not and, in, in a combined result. And and it was just such an unexpected surprise to go that hard with how horrible of a person she is <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. And then win me back over. Maybe it's possibly 
because she's technically a victim in this entire thing that like I start to like no matter how horrible you are you don't deserve to be tricked into thinking you're someone's wife no uh, so <laughs> but so it, I wrote uh, down a couple notes yeah. there's so uh, let me let's paint the picture here for for the people who mm-hmm. haven't seen the movie she is a rich just fucking asshole of a lady who bosses around she's got little servants on this yacht she yells at them just oh why don't you tone down your breathing oh she's not even british but she's got that snooty ass like "Mm, why don't you go breathe somewhere else so i can think just things like that she's just a super snooty she's absolutely asshole she's made from money and she's she's showing it. She's making people know that she's better than people. So mm-hmm. That's the picture you're painting right off from the get go. And Kurt, Kurt's just. I I would like to say he's an everyday guy. He's, he's trying to make a living. He's trying to make a living, support his kids. Being a sweaty hunk of a fellow with a nice mullet, it definitely helps. Um, but she, so you're just painting the picture that this this fucking this is quite a duo right from the riff. But um, one of my notes was, if you work in customer service or retail, almost no one wouldn't take this opportunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least, like, in your mind. You, th- you would think you'd want to do it. But, it, you know, selectively, like, you're a good person, so you wouldn't do such a thing. But you're like, oh, I would love to. I would. You're, I want to seize this opportunity because fuck this lady she's a bitch mm-hmm. i thought about that a lot and yeah. i don't even deal with customers anymore and i would i still think i would do that yeah. every single month. like i i personally don't like calling people bitches but she even goes like to the point <laughs> no she goes to the point where i you understand why the the see you next tuesday word exists yeah like she is that horrible of a person within this movie where I was just, I, in my head, I was saying things that I've never said to a human being before. I was like, Oh, hey, he was, he was texting me and I could, I could see the eyebrow. I can, I don't really have eyebrows to show you guys, <laughs> but he, you could see the, the fumes coming off his, his every single hair follicle in his eyes. I had three notes in a row about how much I hated her. That's how much <laughs> I hated her. Um, but yeah, they, they do such a great job of making you hate her so mm-hmm. fast. Even just from what she's wearing the first time you see her. Oh, God. You're just yeah. like, I hate her, and she hasn't even opened her mouth. And then she opens her mouth, and you're like, oh, she is Gabriel Byrne in End of Days, the literal <laughs> fucking devil. Uh, and, you know, the, the or, thing or with, as some people would say, a choir boy. A choir boy. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> ah! Uh, yeah, but is is they do such a and like the things I've seen. Gold, I haven't seen Goldie Hawn in a lot, but the things no. I have seen her in, I've I've liked her. She's she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, um, I've never hated a character more, and I'm sure that that was the the <laughs> the the goal. But it was distracting yeah. the first fifteen twenty minutes, probably even more. But it just it just got you know. Uh, and, it, but it, when he when he finally tells her off. Yeah. I wanted to stand up and cheer myself, and I love oh. that the the staff on the boat like sided with him yeah, and they cheered were for like, him, and they were all like, "Woo, woo, yeah. let's go!" <laughs> but uh, yet yeah, it was it was so good, and it really makes you feel uh, like you don't want to be sympathetic towards her when this is all happening. Um, yeah, which I mean, which is the best part, and uh, obviously the direction they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which made it better because the the idea of it is just super fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that he's absolutely that, he's, that she goes overboard. She gets amnesia, and that whole sequence was a little silly because they didn't like show her. I, I, do you need to bonk your head to get amnesia or anything, or is it just uh, like maybe exhaustion I mean, if, if or she, something? Like if she drowned and like had lack yeah. of oxygen to the brain, that could. Po- I'm not a doctor. I'm just speculating. Yeah, um, that could potentially cause it. Uh, she also could have hit her head. Uh, yeah, and they just didn't show it. Yeah, they just didn't show anything like that. So they kind of just like she fell overboard. And then the next day she was like, yeah, she's got amnesia. Anybody yeah. know who this woman is? Yeah. I mean, like, it's a Gary Marshall movie from the 80s. I'm not expecting yeah. it to be super. Uh, the fact I mean, the the fact that she falls in love with him in the end just shows you how unrealistic this is. Like, I don't oh, yeah. care how much she learned her lesson. She might leave her husband, but she's not going back to the man that kidnapped her. <laughs> no. So, like, just it, it, it started going from there. So it felt it felt maybe like a little rushed or at that very specific moment when, like, she was yelling, Grant, Grant. And then it just immediately, like, transitions to the next day. And then she's got amnesia. It felt like for us a, a second there, it felt like she was faking it. It's like, oh, you know, maybe. Like maybe yeah. she was acting, but like yeah, then they went that. through with it, and then like obviously she did actually have amnesia, because yeah. otherwise she would not be just going through the shit that she went through for sure. <laughs> no, she would not. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the. Do you mind if I run downstairs real quick? I had a bunch of them actually. Yeah, sure. Ha! <laughs> so while he's gone, Glenn's a real piece of shit. I I've wanted to replace him for the longest time because he doesn't watch movies. He likes video games more. Oh, he's back. Oh, oh. I'm so fast. That was way faster. I tried. Way faster than I was expecting. I didn't <laughs> oh, get a chance is, to say what I wanted to say. What were we gonna say? Oh, don't worry about it. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so the other thing that I wanted to get to, uh, not that we're rushing or anything, but I didn't want to pass it. Um, so obviously she went overboard and all this shit and then amnesia and then the husband goes to see her. Mm-hmm. He's like, does she actually forget everything? And then he just automatically just <laughs> once he finds out that she's got amnesia and she's cussing out the staff trying to help her. He's just yeah. like, sir, do you know this woman? He's like, nope. And then he just goes and starts fucking <laughs> partying. <Yeah. laughs> I wrote down, no one would blame that husband at all. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's still a shitty thing to do it's in the real world. super shitty. Especially when you find out something yeah. we'll talk about at the end, but it, yeah. it was it was super fucking funny for yeah. the moment. <laughs> uh, my least favorite part of this movie is how 80s it is. Uh, you yeah. know, people who, who know me and know this podcast and this channel and all that. Uh, I'm I think the 80s were a horrible time for movies. Uh, I think the scores were terrible. I think the title sequences were terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much everything about 80s movies, other than like the big ones like Star Wars, Goonies, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but most 80s movies were hot garbage. <laughs> You're allowed to disagree with that. This is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this had the worst of all... 80s things they had this this the synth music that is just like grating on the ears uh it, it's the the title sequence was so goddamn corny it was really bad i i it just it's it it 
it gave me such. I, I remember us talking about the the '90s sequences for End of Days, and then, yes. I, then this movie started its credits, and I was like, oh, well, that's yes. that's that. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I said, uh, I wrote a note that said what the 90s uh, title sequences imp- um, perfected, the 80s title <laughs> sequences strived for. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they were both super long title sequences with music and shots that set the tone but don't really set up anything else. I mean, mm-hmm. in this, it sets the setting, but that's, you know, not that big of a deal. And, and it's just... But it's just so campy. It's so corny. It's I hated pretty it. bad, especially uh, when they repeated the... There's, like, one song. It was, like, kind of a rock and rolly song. It was like... The music in this was Three awful. times. It was awful. I'm sorry to... Uh, I'm going to find <laughs> out who it is and then uh, just a second. Hold on. I apologize to... Uh, 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 oh, my God. Did they not even have a... The guy didn't want to put his name on, or the woman didn't want to put her name on. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was, it was just like stock music, and that's why it's so horrible. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's, there's no composer. No composer. They apparently had a, a, a orchestration. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to put my name on that either. So, <laughs> good on you. Horrible music. Uh, awful. It gave me a headache how bad the music was. And... Yeah, it's it was just, pretty muff. Or muff. It was also muff, but also rough. Yeah, muff and rough. Um, but yeah, it was just the worst of all 80s things that just drove me crazy, including the rape vibes. Um, I I like that it never went down that actual... Obviously, it well, never went... Well, I mean, they do have sex, and the sex is under false pretenses. Yeah, that, is, not that as, is true. Not, I mean, I don't want to get into a legal or moral discussion, but, like, it's not, like, a violent rape. Yes. But it could be categorized as that I, probably... I guess, let, me, let me... I, I, I know what glad, you're I'm I was, glad it never went into that first night where I thought he was going to. And then he's like yeah. just trying to get her to go sleep on the couch. I was like, oh, thank God. Because uh, that, that was yeah, gross like, like for a he, second. He try, yeah, it was gross. But then you they <laughs> he reveals that he's just... He, he, it, there's a motive to him. I, yeah, like, I, I like that it. his motive like for the thing like was that... Or it, like it painted his character as like he's not in this sexually... Like he yeah. did state that he like he thinks she's attractive, but like he's got other plans to like yeah. actually get back at her for that six hundred bucks that she owes. Not yeah. in any sexual way. It just mm-hmm. ended up eventually being sexual on both of their terms, even though again, false pretenses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad it never went that way, and his character wasn't actually a piece of shit, but also not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Still, still did not redeem himself enough for her going back to him being believable. Yeah, but uh, she she did start to win me over. Like the more she stuck up for the kids and actually tried to take care of the kids. Oh yeah, and you saw that she was actually like she would make a good mom because mm-hmm. uh, the kids are the best part in this, in my opinion. They, oh, they get they well, got the most laugh most laughs out of me. Uh, they they were they were what the turns the, the tide yes. of the whole thing. Yes. It to is the, like, storming like crazy outside right now. I see lightning, but I don't hear anything at the it's moment. It's really loud over here. Yes, uh, but so like the kids are the best part of this. Uh, they really mm-hmm. help help you sway to her side just by how she interacts with them. Um, the 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 part that kept annoying me 
is that like I I know it's like supposed to be funny, mm-hmm. but like the lies they kept coming up with that were so obvious, yeah, weren't even that funny. Like they were played for laughs, but they weren't funny. Uh, I forget why, but she oh she uh, she finds out that she knows French and she says, "Where would I have learned French? Probably learned it in Paris. The why Navy. would I have gone to Paris? Oh, the Navy. Why would the mm-hmm. Navy be in a landlocked city?" Uh, like Paris is landlocked. <laughs> they they, they would have been in in like Normandy or, or Cannes or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or Cannes, not Cannes. Or Cannes too. Cannes is north, and then Cannes is uh, south. Uh, but yeah, Paris is is landlocked, and and I know that they played that for a joke, but it just wasn't funny. And there's a lot of jokes like that where it's just like, oh, if she wasn't so stupid, she would get this. Is like, <laughs> that's not really funny. But the kids were consistently funny, in my opinion. Uh, for some reason, the kid pretending to be Pee Wee Herman made me laugh every single time. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you can definitely <laughs> see the influence that, I guess, Pee Wee Herman had in the 80s. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I thought this this movie was... It, it could have went either way in the beginning. In the middle, it went the way... The best way, honestly, that it could have. Yeah. Uh, this movie's kind of best-case scenario on everything. <laughs> Literally the best. Don't promote uh, kidnapping people and making them think they're other people. Yes. But this went best case scenario that that ever could have ever. <laughs> uh, again, don't don't do it. Yeah. I'm not made of money. Don't kidnap me. I'll kidnap you. Perfect. Because um, the middle, the middle is what made the whole movie. It it it's when the kids started when to grow. When they be started becoming a family, that, yeah, that's when, when it really it, picked up. When it started to become like an actual kind of family movie, mm-hmm. compared to the criminal activities that were happening in the beginning. Um, but like, the, you had a lot of family connection. Um, uh, Goldie Hawn's character, you know, grew as a person um, from being just a, a rich, uh, bitchy snob to an actual like down-to-earth mom even though these aren't her kids she didn't know that she started to believe and started to be an actual mom and that's Mm -hmm. what was fucking awesome and then you you form the connections with everybody you're like damn i want to be a part of this family and then you 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 find out that uh kurt russell's not that much he's a dick but he's not that much of a big yeah like dick he's not really leaving to go bowling every night he's leaving for yeah. a second job because you're like there's um, no way he's fucking leaving these kids right now first off with a stranger uh because that's fucked even though like he's trying to like convince her that you know his his wife always stayed home and he got he's like uh he because he was just trying to make money for his kids he's trying to make yeah. more money so he could support his kids which was really nice to see although you know, he still kind of left his kids with a stranger, in home, which is kind of yeah. fucked. But in the again, best case scenario for the whole fucking thing. Uh, Dor- speaking of which, during the, uh, I'm sure you probably noticed this when you find out that he's been working nights, mm-hmm. and like she, Goldie Hawn, goes and sees that he's been working nights. There's a killer transition right there, like almost seamless. Did you notice it? Uh. I might have been like looking at my phone because uh, uh, my baby boy was you napping when I watched it. Bastard! He was napping, and then I I got interrupted, and I think I got interrupted right around there. So you you see, so. she's driving the car, going up to the place of that he's working at, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, as she's going from frame right to left, like the 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 scene changes from the back end of the car 
mm-hmm. and like and like it moves on to the next scene like it's seamless at first i didn't see i'm like oh shit go back 10 seconds oh like the, it, they they did like a swipe yep transition it, it was it was fucking flawless it was it was nice. damn near perfect cool. i was like damn that thing was sexy yeah uh, i had to write that down because that was really cool that that today wouldn't be that impressive because everything's done with computers now yeah but when they did uh the way they edited last or in the 80s that i'm assuming is a lot more difficult to do oh, i could be wrong but i mean know, it's got to be easier than just throwing transition onto clip yes and then adjusting it as you need yeah i i, I know i've talked about the kids a lot but they really yeah. were my favorite part uh, i love the self-awareness of the kids uh when like they're they're uh fighting oh man i really do hear that coming down uh, it's it's going hard right now it like <laughs> when, there's been like multiple lightning streaks right yeah. outside the house when uh you know she she gets taken back to to her old life and the kids are like planning to storm the boat yeah. or whatever to save her one of the kids goes she she doesn't take any of my shit either i need discipline <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just love how self-aware he's like i'm a little piece of shit and i need discipline <laughs> I, I love that my uh, favorite moments with the kids, Kurt Russell's trying to tell her that she's uh, Joanna or Joanna. Sorry. Oh, when she finds the underwear. Her, when her she finds underwear the underwear and, she... and it, Kurt, Kurt's trying to tell her that she's not Annie. She's Joanna. And he's like, kids, tell her she's not your mom. And they're all just like. She is our mom. <laughs> but she is. Yeah. I love mom so much. She's our mom. Like they yeah. all just. They all got the assignment, and they all shut the fuck up, and it was fun. it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they were all, all on the same page. page. They're like, no, that's our mom, Dad. I think you're going crazy. <laughs> that that was that was really funny to me. Yeah, and and then his friend kind of does a similar thing, takes the yeah. fall for him, and all that. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was great. It, it definitely has a lot of good moments. Um, it definitely suffers from being an '80s movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I know a lot of people aren't going to do that. Uh, but one thing I thought was topical uh, was that <laughs> the Coast Guard, even in the 80s, was eager to waste taxpayer dollars to save a rich person. <laughs> yeah. Just like they are this, this summer with the, the Titan submersible. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so. Good times. We live in history. <laughs> we do live in history. But yeah, that was. That's also a sign that I'm getting older. Like when I saw that he got the Coast Guard to help him, I was like, that is such a waste of taxpayer dollars. Yeah. Like you're poor. I know you're not going to cover this bill. Like what are you, what are yep. you doing, man? <laughs> it's just uh, so fun. Yeah. But um, uh, for the most part, I, th- I thought it was a fine movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't like 80s movies. It, it like it's it's. I don't know what it is. It's just it's they've, they've always got the concepts, but they, they never really nail yes. what they're going for. Yes. Um, and that's it's, it's always it's always their products, man. Yeah. Um, the last thing uh, I, I have on my notes is that, you know, I, at the end of the movie, uh, she she runs away from from fucking what's his, what was his name Grayton or some shit like a guy Grant Staten Grant the third. Staten I was pretty close yeah um, she she was running away from uh, Grant jumping overboard trying to get to Kurt and uh, you know they make up they give kisses they give smooches they give loves uh, she's back she's a better person which is again the best possible scenario that could have worked out <laughs> she's a better person 
and there he's Kurt's like sitting there. He's like, I don't. This is all your money. Like, uh, what are you coming back to me for? Like, I can't give you anything. And my favorite part is she looks at the four boys. She looks at the four boys this man has created. Saw that he only can really reproduce four boys and said, I want a girl. I was like, statistically, you're not getting that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, maybe your genes are strong enough to get that girl. And I, girl, I hope you get that girl. But uh, I mean, her genes don't really matter in the, in yep. the long run of things. Like, I was like, it's looking rough. Yeah. That's just how reproduction works, unfortunately. Um, but for the most part, I, I enjoyed this. It, I keep saying this word. Best possible scenario for this movie this way, or the way this movie could have went. Uh, and I thought it was it was a lot of fun. First part, first 15, 20 minutes is a little rough because, you know, not morally correct. <laughs> no. But, if but you can it, look past the problematic, yep. uh, knowing that, and I, I hate making excuses for past decades, Yeah, wasn't really thought of at the moment, you know, mm-hmm. the, the sex under false pretenses. That was not a, a, a thought that crossed anyone's mind, at yeah. least on in on a mass scale. If you can, so if you can look past that and be like, it was the eighties, yeah, it's understandable. But it it really can leave a sour taste in your mouth. I think they do a good job at distracting you from that by the family dynamic mm-hmm. that they create. Uh, but I mean, it's still part of it. So it's it's still part of it. But yeah. I mean, for the most, I enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, then I remember passing the TV, watching my mom wa- enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Uh, Same here. I really, thought it was, thought I'm, it was really I'm good, not. actually. Yeah. Yeah, but that's and I, I fucking love Kurt, man. He's so handsome. I know you do. Oh, it's, it's my goddamn John Wayne right there. <laughs> Is that you, Kurt Russell? Is it me? Are you the thing? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> But yes, that does it for our review for Overboard. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be a unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Glenn, mm-hmm. heads or tails? Tails. Uh, okay, uh, you're going to go first. All Do right. You, does this go onto the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden? How many, dare I say, 80s comedies do we have on that said shelf? Probably too many. Uh, even if even if we did or didn't, uh, I would say this probably does. Uh, mm. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, it was good family fun. Obviously, uh, morally, like I said, not 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 very good on that zone. Um, but it had it had some good laughs, had some good moments. Um, really goes to show you. Sometimes you got to get kidnapped to realize that you're a better person than you are. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. Uh, and it yeah. really just shows the, the chemistry that Kurt and Goldie had in this, which oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of myself. Yeah. Uh, little Wyatt Russell was only like one year old when this came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or, yeah, one year old. Um, so, yeah, the, I just yeah. imagined him watching this when he was one, just going. Yeah, them going off set and taking care of him. <laughs> Yeah, no, but uh, I did not like this as much as you did. Uh, it was definitely mm-hmm. better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but the 80s, man. The 80s, man. And not in a good way. 
Not in a good way. I, 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 that is the one decade where I'm just like, I don't understand the nostalgia. Everything horrible with, <laughs> with this world came from the 80s. Uh, and, and other decades too. Hey, but there was cocaine. The so there's that. I mean, there was cocaine before too. It was just popularized in the 80s. Take me back. <laughs> and that's a rich people drug too. Like, you yeah. gotta, you gotta be rich to do cocaine. Us poor people only get the crack. Yeah, heroin uh, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately for me, I don't think it does make it on the shelf. It and was better okay. than I thought it was going to be. But the 80s. The 80s. The 80s. I hate, I hate the score so much. The score probably ruined it for me more the, than The anything. biggest change it needed was the score. That's Yes, for sure. it was a horrible score. Mm-hmm. Absolutely did, terrible. Did you watch the the, re, the remake Overboard? No, no. Okay. I, I just knew about it because I was working at the theater when it came out. I think yeah, you were too. I was. So yeah. I remember seeing advertisements for it. I'm um, curious how that that uh, that turned out. I've heard it's, nothing about it. It's switched where uh, Anna Ferris is in Kurt Russell's oh. shoes, and well, I forget I, his name. I, there's a product of the times right there. You got to switch those. Eugenio. Yeah, What'd you uh, call the, me? The, Eugenio Derbez, uh, he, I believe he's a Mexican actor. Mm. Um, he, he's been a lot of things. He's like uh, he's in Coda. Uh, he's in Dora the Explorer, The Lost City of Gold, and mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah. So Overboard does not make it on the camera shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Sorry, Glenn. Oh, uh, my little heart. Sorry, Gen X. Uh, your movies are shit. Uh, I'm kidding. But anyway, that brings us to our assignment for next week. Uh, It is my turn to pick this week, which really means that I need Glenn to pick a number between 1 and 40. Uh, 37. So, yes, our assignment is going to be a Japanese movie that is available on Tubi, Pluto, other stuff, Plex, all the free stuff, essentially. You can rent it on Amazon if you want. It's called Shoplifters. And, yes... はい。どうしたの?ママは。それ食べさせたら返してきなよ。ほら。ね、誘拐だよね。どう見ても。え、めっちゃ可愛いじゃん。選ばれたんかな、私たち。ゆりが映ってる。ああ。いいな。これまずいよな。家族になりすましていた人たちが一体何を目的にこの家に集まっていたのかは未だ謎に包まれたままの状況です。子供に万引きさせるの後ろめたくなかったですか。俺他に教えられることが何にもないんです。子供にはね、母親が必要なんですよ
On the margins of Tokyo, a dysfunctional band of outsiders are united by loyalty, a penchant for petty theft and playful grifting. When the young son is arrested, secrets are exposed that upend their tenuous, below-the-radar existence. Written and directed by Kore Eda Hirokazu, uh, starring Lily Frankie, Sakura Ando, Kieran Kiki, Mayu Matsuoka, uh, Jayo Kari, Miyu Sasaki, and several others. Uh, like I said, this is going to be on all the free channels, including yeah. you can rent it if you want as well. Uh, yeah, I put this on the list because it is great. And mm. uh, sh- I, I don't think it won best. Yeah, it was nominated for Best International Film the year it came out, but it lost. So we'll Bastards. have to talk about that next, more next time. So, yeah. That we shall. Yes. So, Shoplifters is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Uh, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we steal a candy bar, maybe? Or a soda? Or we try to grift you into thinking we're bad at something, but we're actually good, so we make a wager and then we win? Are we... Are we going to do that? I think so. Oh, it lost the Green Book. Oh, wait. Green Book was an English one. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I looked at the wrong one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>